Yo. This is the ancient Texan. Coming to talk to you on white. The guilt of white males. Notice I just had some cancer spots burned off my nose. It's kind of my curse. All is well. The guilt of white male privilege. Let me back up and kind of give you my train of thought. I listened to a most, well, a little bit more than half of a two-hour podcast by Jordan Peterson um, and ladies that I don't remember her name, pardon me for that, from North Korea. And she's written a book about getting out of North Korea. That ought to be easy enough to find on Google. Wow, wow, wow. Well, there's there's no way in hell I could capture the essence of what she said. But it ought to be required listening to everyone on the planet, including people in North Korea. She describes a system where people are deliberately kept on the edge of starvation so that they can only think of one thing, and that's food. And then all information about anything other than the ideology that they live under. The supreme being is God and he furnishes all and he works tirelessly for them. And that life is wonderful because of him. That there can be any other kind of existence and even the concept of freedom is suppressed. The idea of more, of different, any kind of thought, ownership is not even allowed to speak words. Words have been even removed from their vocabulary that hints of anything outside of the, their current existence. And anything that comes out of their mouth that hints of an existence behind besides just survival from one day to the next and absolute obedience to their God and ruler. Uh, is punished. There's an ongoing, there's three levels of prison, concentration camp, where you're punished, not only there, you're punished for the sins of your fathers. 
fathers have eaten sour grapes and their teeth and their children's teeth are put on edge. It's that that's a whole concept from the Bible. But it's enacted there in full-blown glory. So I, I think that's the opening for my talk today. And society guilt, the guilt of your parents, the guilt of your ancestors, causes you to go into prison and your children's children and your children's children. And there's guilt associated with what those before you have done. Wow. I've actually been told uh, I'm the banner of white male privilege. Kind of with the idea I should feel guilty for being a white male. I've had twinges of that, but mostly I don't buy it. We just had Juneteenth become a holiday, and it's to remember how long that it took for blacks, the news of blacks being emancipated and the Civil War took to reach Texas two plus years. Time message traveled slow then. Message traveling in North Korea still travels slow or not at all. You could say, well, maybe it took longer to get to Texas, um, not only because of the physical problems with communication, but it also uh, was to the slaveholders' advantage. not to get that news. Our whole country was obviously set up a lot on slavery. I learned this morning the reason behind the Second Amendment is they wanted to make sure that white man had guns to control the slaves and that someday the slaves would be freed and the white man would need guns. I haven't investigated that, but that sounds quite plausible because the Second Amendment has always been despicable to me, that someone has a right to have guns over my right to freedom and my right to freedom from violence. My right to safety is put below a person's right to have a gun to shoot me. Um, but anyway, I, I, I digress on that. So we just had Juneteenth. Um, I was also reminded recently that there was a prosperous black uh, city in Oklahoma near Tulsa uh, that was wiped out, all the people there murdered. Um, because they were black, 
black man was accused of something that hit the charges were later dismissed um, but the whole city had been wiped out and they still don't speak of it and we've got a lot of um, places where you know we should be ashamed of what we did um, but I don't think we should carry shame we should carry shame for anything that I've personally done and maybe I should carry shame for realizing not realizing what kind of advantages I have and then there's the whole idea of reparations that we're gonna somehow set this right by you know paying people for how they've been had lack of opportunity and been had prejudice against them for generations and I, I'm kind of a universalist in that I, I don't really I believe you know this the city I live in the state and the country is a uh, is a construct I was born a hundred yards north of Real grand, so I have privileges granted to me because I was born on the right, the north side of the river. And those privileges are not sacred or ordained of God or anything else. They're just pure luck of the draw. Just luck, nothing more. I'm lucky to have been born in this country and even to some extent, I was lucky to be born in Texas where education was much more affordable than in the rest of the nation. And especially the time I came through, it was paid for by tax on oil and we had a lot of oil. We had a lot of good education uh, the rest of the country didn't have. And Texas is still a relatively prosperous state and it's kind of lucky to be born in Texas. I'm not saying that Texas doesn't have its problems. Um, they're still reveling in their white privilege there too, which is not okay. But there's also the idea that we should seek equality of outcome. I think that is like really super dangerous thinking. North Korea seeks equality of outcome for each class in their system. They're, they have a class system and if you're where you rank in the system determines how much food you get. That's equality of outcome. The concept there is equality of outcome and it's extremely dangerous. Equality of opportunity is like Wow, that is so important. So when we talk about reparations, we're talking about atoning for past sins, the sins of our fathers, and equality of outcome. I have no doubt that we've mistreated black people through our history. I have no doubt we've mistreated Indians 
American Indians through our history. I have no doubt we have mistreated almost every minority that you can name. Hispanics is where I grew up. I have no doubt we mistreated Hispanics. Do I think we can ever figure out any possible system to um, fix that without causing side effects that are just as bad as the original sin? I personally have no faith in the concept of reparations. And I think to some extent, it's, this is a Robert Odo opinion, that by concentrating on feeling guilty for past sins, and trying to formulate a fair system for reparations, like how much do we give an American Indian versus a black man? How the hell do you figure that out? Let me even say, there's a spectrum of opportunities, uh, even among us white people. Um, do you think, you know, Bill Gates, kids have the same opportunities as my children? Does a poor Hispanic or black kid have the same opportunities as my kids? No, my, my kids on the spectrum of things rank pretty well. But where did I rank? I grew up in a family that uh, my dad lived out of side of an Indian reservation. Uh, and his dad was pretty prosperous when he was alive, but he died and then his mom and his sisters took over. So I understand they had a store. They actually had the first car in Tulsa. But when the dad died, kind of the whole thing went down the tube. Anyway, my dad didn't finish high school. My mom didn't finish high school. My kids have asked me, were you the first one to go to college? I was the first one to finish high school. How does my privilege compare to Rockefeller's kids? How does my privilege compare to um, even, even my wife? She was born, um, her dad was an engineer for DuPont. I would have looked at her lifestyle as being the rich people. So I was not given the privilege my wife had. I was not given the privilege of middle class. I was given the privilege of being a white poor person. And that is incredibly better than given the life of a North Korean. So there's, there's this whole spectrum of privilege that starts like at absolutely nothing. Like if you're in North Korea and born there, that is so as close to nothing. The Holocaust is what you're given as an everyday existence. 
and the people in the concentration camps in Korea are given another level of survival. There's not even survival, most of them die. As this lady said, they mostly die the first three months they're there. So this, this idea of, of privilege is, if you had a meter, is something that runs, sometimes a meter is right near absolute zero. It's like nothing. You have no gasoline in the tank, it's empty. You're giving no privilege at all to all of a sudden up to the, you know, children of Bill Gates, uh, Warren Buffett, that are right there pegged on full, and it's always on full. And then we have different groups. Um, blacks as a whole have been given less privilege than whites. And so as a group, they're higher. But there's individuals that are born in the black community that have much more privilege than I was born with. I've come up in a society that's biased toward whites and white privilege. So I've been able to move move my needle up you know and I've had my needle up to half full sometimes right now it's sitting on about a quarter of a tank and when my uh, late wife died I pretty much went back to the other side of empty uh, except I was lucky I already had my education and I had a skill set that I could dig myself out again and so I never was truly on empty because I had invested in and worked hard toward an education and the state of Texas with their low-cost education I had been privileged to get a good education and the start of one there and later on to Ohio State because I was in a system that gave me some privilege and I also had the you know the working class mentality of working hard and uh, and I had a religion that pushed hard for it you know responsibility and taking responsibility so I had some investment in a culture that allowed me to use my brain in advance and make that valuable so not only is privilege, you know, go from zero to 100% on a, you know, a spectrum. Privilege is also a complicated mixture of culture and opportunities and parents and what religion you're born to. Now, I can also talk some negatives on my religion that gave me uh, some really distorted views of life and reality and you know what what living is all about but what what about this white guilt guilt of having white privilege how is that helpful isn't that just like the shame and the punishment they give Koreans because their great-grandfather ushered the word freedom or 
dared to ask his ho-dump bunk ruler of mine really a god? I was taught what to believe and to think and to feel in my religion. And I have a fair amount of resentment of that. But it's part of what gives me an understanding of white privilege, white guilt. I was also told, you know, that as soon as I become became uh, the age of knowledge, whatever the hell that meant, but when I became a ten- teenager, that I was a sinner and that I had to repent for my sin. I had to feel guilt for who I was when I was 13, because by then, surely, I had assumed the guilt of my father's. I feel a lot like how we deal with white male privilege is that we're supposed to feel guilty for it and we're supposed to be punished for it in the term of giving uh, cash to black people. Well, I don't actually mind giving cash to anybody that's poor. I don't mind paying tax for hospitalization to people that don't have insurance and don't have hospital care. I don't mind paying tax to help anybody eat. But I don't want it to be based on race. I don't want any kind of support to be based on race. I want it to be based on need. And I want us to focus as a country on what we really have to do to have equality of opportunity. That is a really complicated question. It is really hard to figure that out. And we're wasting a lot of time worrying about guilt and blame what we did a long time ago. I'm for knowing our history and understanding we've done a lot of shitty things as a country and as a people. But putting blame on that and trying to sort out that history, I'd be biased if I was gonna do that since my dad grew out on an Indian reservation. I'd be biased that we should start with American Indians. We screwed them first and we're still screwing them. So if we want to give reparations, I vote we give it to the American Indian. There's actually some rulings in Oklahoma that's kind of moving in that direction. But I think that's all out of focus. I think we need to ask the hard question, how do we make equality of opportunity happen? I think it obviously has to start with education, you know, making sure people have food, electricity, healthcare, just like basic level. When, if you don't have that basic level of food, healthcare, and electricity, you're not having equal opportunity. I'm sorry, you're just not having equal opportunity. And you also have to throw in there, you have to have some level of being safe food, electricity, healthcare, safety. 
that's the four pillars of equality in my book. That is like the bare minimum. And then you can start adding on even stuff like education because education sucks. Someone's shooting at you. It doesn't do you any good. If your neighborhood has bullets flying around, screw education. Your education is where, what street to walk down. If you don't have food in your pantry, who gives a damn about your ABCs? We really need to think hard about what is equality of opportunity. What do we need to do to have equality of opportunity? If you don't agree with me on this, like food, electricity, healthcare, safety, I think those are the four pillars. And as a country, we need to agree on what is equality of opportunity and figure out how the hell we're going to make that happen because we do not have a clue at the moment. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan and I'm not feeling guilty for being white and I don't think any white man should feel guilty for being white. But I think we should all feel guilty because we're not working on how to have equality of opportunity in this country. Even freedom sucks if you don't have those basic pillars of equality. This is the ancient Texan on Father's Day. Hope you have a good one. Namaste. Thank you.